Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. What if comparing car insurance rates was as easy as putting on your favorite podcast? With Progressive, it is. Just visit the Progressive website to quote with all the coverages you want. You'll see Progressive's direct rate, then their tool will provide options from other companies so you can compare. All you need to do is choose the rate and coverage you like. Quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. I trust you've had your moment then, Mr. Indri. It's done. Never been my favorite part of the job. Killing a mother protecting her child, I mean. Even less thrilled to hear your voice in my head again. Such disobedience would usually guarantee termination. A forfeit of our contract. I am pleased, however, to inform you that we have collectively decided to extend a pardon for your momentary lapse in cooperation. Be warned. You will not defy us again without consequence. Do you understand? Let's say I do, and decide to tell you, be it politely, to shove it where the sun don't shine. Purgatory. Pure consciousness. Floating in an endless darkness with only your thoughts and the guilt you claim to not have as company. Until the end of all things. That's a mighty steep punishment. About as creative as I'd expect, though. We will not accept failure in this. Finish the job, Mr. Indri. Deliver us the key. They're not out yet. One hallway was the same as the one before. Glass, metal reinforcement, and the ocean beyond. Each successive turn a tease to be the last. It was as if the facility was refusing to yield to them, to allow this escape to come to its end, for better or worse. That was the way of it, of karma and what was owed to the city above. This place wouldn't give them up. Not yet. Not without its due. I'll see you soon, Derby Bell. I'm counting on it, Mr. Indri. I'm sorry. 
This isn't what I wanted for you. Mom? What's left of me? Oh, come on. Dry your eyes, baby girl. Honestly, I thought I'd last a little longer with him than that. They put polish on that killer. Rigged him up with some new tech without a doubt. Pity it wasn't much of a delay. Will... I don't know what to say. What to do... What do we even do now? You keep running. You're almost there. <sighs> Better be. Feels like these tunnels are only moments away from bursting apart. Then we'll be right back in the shit. Fair. If Indri catches up, I'm gonna go ahead and borrow your fish, man. Like fuck you are. Just how the hell are you doing this anyway? A compromise. More secrets and contingencies. A dead man switch. Waylon and I agreed to share a neural link prior to our meeting at the Albatross. For Alex's sake. Probably why he felt comfortable enough to try to kill me back there at the heart. Of course, overestimated the strength of my will. Or that I'd become the dominant personality once the link was engaged. Whatever. Doesn't matter either way. Seeing as it'll only last a few more minutes, then I'll be gone. Come on, it's just a little further now. There are places in between, between the seconds, gaps that seem to defy the standard measure of time's inevitable caress. They pass, these slips in time. Looking back, we'd always explain it away without fail, that everything happened so fast. It would be the same here, that the instant Johnny found her way around yet another unmarked bend, conditioned and expecting to see yet another stretch of desperate, near-buckling hallway. She would instead lay eyes upon Nick Ballard. He was dug in, his drone was mounted behind the cover of dozens of tactical drop cases, protecting the boarding cell to their escape pod. Without a doubt, the last one available in this most desperate of hours. Nick! What a sight for sore eyes you! Johnny, behind you! Nick, that thing of yours got any life left in it? She's all but spent, I'm afraid. Had to lay down a bootload of suppressive fire just to secure this little spot for us. Seems escape pods are in high demand. Can't imagine why, really. <sighs> Very funny. Just keep your head down, alright? Affirmative. Is that a ghost of Andrew Injury back there? Sure seems to be. He got bail, mostly. Won't any of these bastard assassins stay dead? It took the words right out of my mouth. Still glad you left retirement? I'm not without my second thoughts about it, now that you mention it. Speaking of retirement, would you mind putting a bullet in this guy already? I'm anxious to get back to the pub. Game's on in just shy of an hour. Tritons versus goals. Alright. Tritons versus goal, my black and blue arse. Oi, Waylon and friends! You got an angle on Indy? If you got a plan, now's about the time! We'll have to make one. Low odds that it will last any longer than I did in the atrium with him. Keep your fingers on those triggers, and get Alex out of here. Fine. Fuck! Try not to die, alright? Alex, stay ready! I... I can do something. I can help. Don't you think you've helped enough already? Before Alex could reply, 
before she could step out from the unwanted protection that was being pushed down upon her. Waylon broke into a run, vaulting the tactical case he'd been using as cover and charged towards the gentleman assassin. A fearless headlong rush of a man consigned to his fate. Her eyes could only widen in return, barely hearing Johnny's orders to run as she recognized with horror that fear was not the only thing her old friend was missing in his movements. He was missing the grace she'd assumed would accompany her mother's possessing will, the finesse, her seamless and unparalleled integration of psionic power and physical prowess. Wayland's body was untrained and not used to combat, nor had he ever honed such skills as a psychic. This was a sacrifice, another life on the altar in the siren's name. The melee to come was somehow so obvious in its progression, predictable to Alex as she watched on, frozen in denial for her coming loss, Johnny's strong hands pulling her towards the escape pod. Waylon would cross the divide to make it close enough to hear the labored breath of Mr. Indri, closer to the gentleman than most would have hoped for. Her dear friend, ever defiant, his body a horse for the spirit of her mother's wrath. She never wanted him to find her. She asked, plotted, and prayed for this one thing from the world, payment for all her sacrifices. She both hated and, with great reluctance, loved him for what he'd become, for all he'd done and all he'd thrown away for her, his only family. It should have been an easy victory for a seasoned killer like Indri, but it wouldn't be. It was too important to end like that, and so, unbelievably, Waylon would duck at the last moment, be it a lucky stumble or a timely push from the possessing spirit of Derby Bell. The means mattered little, as the murder just fell shy of the point-blank pistol shot that might have been his execution. He'd in turn level his own revolver, only to get his weapon-bearing arm battered out of the way before the repost of a pistol whip struck his temple. The next moment would have ended in Wayland's death, had events played out any other way. Had Neo-Atlantis not owed the siren a substantial sum. Oh, for fuck's sake, Alex, if we don't get ourselves in that pod, we're... No. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. No, she said. Not this time, not like this. A moment of power unrestrained. It was almost too simple, the realization. The decision, a fact that frightened her deeply, struck the soul that was bursting at its temporal seams, pounding the gates behind the eerily calm demeanor that her mortal flesh might have outwardly displayed. The sights of the gentleman's gun were now leveled upon Waylon, pressure upon trigger, an explosion of sound. Why? Why indeed, Alex Webb? Why to any of this? Why let any of it occur at all? Are you not the one? Hand-picked, chosen by Kraken, the great will atop the core. Was the fear of this moment not why they had sedated you? Are you not an extraordinary moth, cocooned and waiting, dreaming awake before the grandeur of its rebirth? A transhumanist dream? A gift to be born upon the steps of Neo-Atlantis, conceived by the impatient hands of genetic tampering and the same sort of chance that charged the Big Bang itself. A new god, 
for an old throne. All of this had been foretold, a heralding written within the archives of Revik. Johnny knew it too, subconsciously perhaps, but she knew what was happening as she let her hand slip off Alex's arm. She'd heard it many times before, both as a child and as the woman she'd become. Sheltered from the rain, curled up within the bowels of Arcadia's great library, at its spinning cycle of endless information, a home kept by machines, the murmuring prophecy a constant and consistent companion to sleep, as Revik searched for the soul within the numbers. He had spoken of it, every day, though she never believed it nor understood why it would all come to fruition at this moment, as it was meant to. Extending her hand, Alex ripped the pistol from the gentleman, along with the arm that held it. With a flick of the same hand, Wayland was flung through the air to slam hard, but safely, into the wall beside the escape port. Fuck me! I suppose that's one way of doing it, isn't it? Did you know she could do that? No. No, I didn't. Better late than never, I suppose. Are we- Yes. We're leaving. This is finished. Right! All aboard that's coming ashore, then! You aren't joking, Nick. This is gonna Wait. be a tight ride, isn't Wait. it? Wait! <clears throat> he... wants to speak with you. A parlay, for what it's worth. Tell him I accept. And that it better be damn good. I'm honestly all out of patience for both you and your masters. What was left of Poseidon's reach began to shift and groan in death rows. It had held on long enough. Raising her arms high above her, Alex's curious eyes flicked up to note a steady trickle of water that had spouted forth, as if excited to meet her touch. She didn't share the sudden panic of the others who were rushing to the escape pod they'd never have been able to reach, if not for her intervention. Standing her ground, honoring the executor's request, it seemed like such a simple prospect now. Time and the will to outrun the disintegrating integrity of this place was a distant concern of a past life. The thing in the deep reacted to the slightest urge of her tremendous will, as if it had lain ever waiting for this chance to please her. Cybernetic tentacles, a powerful enhancement grafted upon the Leviathan's biomechanical flesh, slithered around the now compromised launch corridor at the instant that it broke apart cupping the scrambling occupants as well as their escape pod within its grasp. Airtight, the Leviathan's embrace came along with an all-encompassing darkness, one that would give way to a glow given sudden life by the gentleman's holocom. A projection of the executor held out of sheer exertion in the assassin's remaining hand while his life's blood steadily seeped from the gaping socket of his missing arm. That's one of them, isn't it? <sighs> Fucking creepy like a doll or something artificial fake? I'm thinking maybe we stay out of this one. Lot of fun you are. Better leave you on your own now? So it would appear. Impressive. You have surpassed all expectations. Truly. We admit the awakening we have witnessed here was unforeseen. A problematic miscalculation. You are, and continue to be, a wonderfully unpredictable anomaly. A great evolution among our species. 
the unintentional culmination of all that Kraken Technologies has worked towards. Unintentional? Wasn't all this everything you did to me? Wasn't this the point? Not at all. To put it bluntly, the Siren Project was created in hopes that you might harness the Leviathan Experiment to be our weapon. A safeguard for Neo-Atlantis against the outside world and its inevitable ambition. We did not expect that you would grow beyond this purpose. Beyond even our own ability, it would seem. So, the board has unanimously voted to approach you with choices and terms. A recalibration of expectation. This breakthrough has accelerated our plans, possibly by generations. Wait. Choices and terms? What do you mean? Why would I want to cooperate with any of you after what you've done? Because this is only business, Miss Webb. And our business is ultimately that of evolution. Maybe... It'd be prudent to continue this conversation after we get- I can sustain us like this indefinitely. We finish this now. What are you- What are you offering? From our calculations, there are three possible outcomes to this situation. One. You join us atop the core. We learn more about you help guide you and test your limits. You join our collective. We integrate and elevate the board with your power. We change everything. This is the prerogative of advancement for Kraken and our species as a whole. The most ideal solution. No big surprise there. What makes you cunts think we need all this? Need you? Hell, if you'd spent half the bloody time and effort you do trying to be little demigods and actually use it to make life better up there, we wouldn't be living in Arcadian slums, yeah? Picking up bones, digging for scraps, landing in situations like this! There can be no light without darkness. No bliss without strife. You struggle because no society can exist without it. Utopia comes at a cost, as do all things. Ultimately, you present a small-minded but expected opinion. One in line with the second choice, I suppose. In that, you return to New Atlantis. You deny yourself the exultation you have begun, and risk not only never knowing your true potential, but, you court disaster, every day, for all of us. You do keep your independence, though, with the agreement that you will use your connection with the Leviathan to protect New Atlantis. We will continue to observe you from a distance, and will remain undetectable as you... live your life. This is suboptimal, but it is clear that we cannot force you to comply with the first option. You may choose to join us at any time, and if you do not, 
Upon your death, we will reclaim Kraken Technology's property, which extends to your body and all augmentations within. This is the option of peace. That's really something, isn't it? I'll let you keep on being you. Scavenge your remains afterwards. Minor setback at the end of the day. Bastards still get what they want. No harm, no foul. Understated. The loss in comparison with option one is incalculable. An immense, incomprehensible setback. But one that may yet yield considerable results. The study of Miss Webb's biological remains will be the center of Kraken's research and development for many years after. The third option is that you continue to resist us. You bend and flex this newfound power of yours like a mortal god upon the streets of Arcadia, causing chaos and unrest. Your presence inevitably galvanizes the disenfranchised. You will either become twisted or motivated to elevate those who would overthrow our way of life. This choice will force our hand and accelerate a guaranteed mutual destruction, culminating in the eventual worldwide extinction of the human race. Like Icarus with his wax wings, thinking he could fly high and escape his betters, soon found out the limits of his own hubris and mortality. This is the choice of war. This can be avoided. Alex, you don't need to play by their rules. We can go someplace away from here. Not an option the board is willing to indulge. Leaving Neo-Atlantis will result in a variation of option three. They're right. They aren't. Alex, you hold all the cards here. All the power. You're... Look at you. What you've done. How could they stop us? You can be free. No. Waylon, you don't understand. I... I can see it. I can see it all. It's like a different version on its own channel. We're watching it at the same time, but it's the same story. The same show. Sure, there are variations, divergences of choice, but they all come back to these three, and the third one leads us all to nothing but more death. You've got to understand this time, that all this, all of it, is bigger than you and I. You have to let me choose. But what kind of choice is this? It's an ultimatum. As are all choices, right? Or at least, all of the choices we don't like. I made mine before, and you've given me the chance to make it again. Thank you. For believing in me. For never giving up. But you have your answers now, and you have my... Final answer. You can stop searching, wondering. You found me. You saved me, Wei. 
I'm ready to give the board my decision. I choose option two, with a promise. I need to decompress. To understand more. To come to peace with the power that's running through me. Without the static, without tests, expectations, and benchmarks. You underestimated me once, and you continue to do so. My freedom doesn't tempt or tease disaster. It elevates my worth. You don't understand what you can't quantify, and you can't quantify me. I will accompany Nick Ballard, as he will soon realize that his only way forward is to retire from his position. <laughs> Sorry! I'm gonna what now? He'll soon become dissatisfied, having achieved and set right his final regret. He'll track down the woman he spent a lifetime pretending not to love. One who's been waiting for him to realize the same truth she has, waiting for him to join her. She'll open the door and ask him what took so long. We'll live together, off the grid. They'll take care of me. We grow older together, like a family, and I will watch them die. I bury them at sea, and finally, I come home, to the core. On my own terms, things are cloudy past this point. I don't know if I change you or you change me or if it matters at all in the end, but we try. We become one. You win in the end, like you always do, but... I'm okay with that. I'm happy. I'm ready. Give us a moment to confer. We... Hmm... The board accepts this variable. A compromise. Pointless. <laughs> Everything. We did here. The killing. All of it. <laughs> Pointless. Perhaps. Perhaps not. A means to an end. That said, I'm afraid your services will no longer be required in this matter. Mercenaries, would you kindly execute Mr. Indri? I don't usually work for free or take orders from assholes, but this once, it'll be my pleasure. That nasty business done, can we, you know, get to getting out of here? Please, do. I'll... I'm going to stay down here for a while. I don't think I need to breathe anymore. And I've got a lot to think about. Suit yourself, kid. My guess is that you know where to find me. To find us if all that, what you said, has any shred of truth to it. Suppose you've gone ahead and spoiled my retirement speech for me now, then. Sorry about that. Could have been worse. Didn't sound half bad the way you put it all. 
maybe a better end than I'm deserved. You didn't mention me in how your life played out. <laughs> this is goodbye, isn't it? Yeah. It's all right. Everything's going to be okay. You're safe. I'm alive. Something I've never had the forethought or hope to even dare imagine. What my life would look like after this was over, after I found you. I don't think I expected to survive it. Intuition I'm pleased to admit being wrong about. It's time I found out who I am. Lived for me. Unfortunately, there is never any shortage of missing persons for a detective to find in Neo-Atlantis. Goodbye, Waylon. You're going to do great things. Oh, do tell. <laughs> no spoilers. Fair enough, Miss Webb. You keep your secrets. Before I go, you should know when the link was active between Derby and I, I, I could feel what she felt. She was proud of you, loved you in her way. I cannot agree with her methods, but it was present. Goodbye, Alex. that you're wondering how everything turned out. I've said something like this before, I think. <laughs> Poseidon's reach is gone, busted up far below the waves. Dark Fathom is scattered. Jillian Hart's still out there, and no doubt she's right pissed off about this. That's a chip that'll live on her shoulder ever after, I bet. Lest we forget the little godling we just watched crack through its shell. All the assassins are dead, floating down there in Davy Jones' locker. Would you believe me if I said that nothing came of it? That the next morning arrived as morning's will. That the sun rose to the same heights it did the day before and... Neo-Atlantis grew one day older without much more than a hint that anything had occurred at all. Because that's what happened. The only thing different, the only thing that made this time any different at all, was a wee glimpse to the future. What we saw down there, as that what's in store for all of us? 
Are we walking towards a future where we're little Alex Webbs, demigods, the lot of us? Or does the world right itself again? Balance it all out. Check us for our ambition. How many times have we stood on that step? The one just before greatness. It isn't for us, you know. We weren't meant to be what Revik wanted us to be. We're not good enough. Not wise enough or shite. We're just so damn stupid. Flawed. Unready and unworthy of it. Why do you do that? What's that? Carry that recorder around. Talk to it like that. I don't know. I suppose it's comforting. The way I cope now. Learned it from my mother. She used to do it just the same, record her feelings, get it all out so it doesn't find you later when you don't see it coming. You don't really talk about your folks. I mean, the ones you had before Revic. It was a different life, Nick. She was a tough lady, I'll tell you that. Larger than life to a problem ween like I was. She was a leader, big government type. Prime Minister, as the title was. Ran what there was left of Scotland before it went tits up. Came over on one of the last ships to New Atlantis with my father. He got sick on the journey and she tried her best, just like we do out here. Hard to ever know if we get a thing right until long after the job is done. At the end of the day, I remember one of the last things she told me. Look to the sea, she said. Look to the fucking sea. I see you, Johnny. Yeah. Yeah, you do, don't you? I think I'm okay with that. Was there any truth to all that? What, what Alex said back there? About me... Retiring? Oh. I'd be lying to say I hadn't thought of it. Truth be told, it hasn't been the same for me since Lucy got out of the biz, anyway. Not sure there's any reason to stick around seeing as you're hanging up those pistols of yours. Might as well go find out where she got off to. What? What makes you say a thing like that? Me hanging up my shooters. Come on! You're as finished as I've ever seen a person be, and I'm pretty done with it all myself. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe not. Don't rightly like being told what I'm about to do before I do it, Nick. You and me both. But here we are. What can I say? Fortune telling's in the air lately. Besides, who's going to run the albatross while I'm off being a family man? Say that again? The ub? It's yours. If you want it. You'd make a fine bartender, Johnny. Best in the biz, with enough time to be said. Could even be lucky enough to guide the next dumb kid that walks through your doors, sporting a piss-poor attitude and a gun in her hand. Drunk and swinging fists of the world around her, roaring for a fight. My bet is that you'd help mould her into a force of nature. She'd shake the pillars of the world, she would. Could turn out that girl would be the best goddamn friend you'd ever hope to have in this life, too. Could be. She'd be family. Nick. Thank you 
shut him a fuck up, yeah? I wouldn't even know where to start. <laughs> Neither did I. Got to where we're standing well enough, didn't I? Suppose you did. I'm gonna really fucking miss you, you know that? Miss this? What we have? Well, what's a retirement without a little undercover trip to the pub every now and then? <laughs> Come on now. Try those eyes. Bring it in. <sighs> oh. Jesus, not so hard. <laughs> Any more and you'll crush me after death, you. I'm not ready to say goodbye, Nick. Just... Can we stay up here a while? <laughs> Until they turn the lights off. If need be. Neo-Atlantis was supposed to be different. White walls and flying cars. Buildings designed with a new deco architecture that reimagined the strength and splendor of a past age into a new world with all its exquisite elegance. Neon light bouncing off of gilded gold sculptures reflected in sleek tinted glass. If you weren't here, then you were nowhere. Look to the sea. Friends, we've now truly come a long way together. You were there when Johnny found her Capricorn Moray pistols. You had an ear open during the first time she clashed with Derby Bell and watched the Firebird plunge into the Atlantic. Listened on as man found ways to overcome death. You walked with Waylon through a quest born of obsession and justice and witnessed the humbling of Kraken under the golden eyes of a newly born demigod. You found her. I'm not gonna lie. I'm an emotional mess right now as I say goodbye to this story for a while. Kind of. There are still some questions, aren't there? Room for an epilogue? You'll find that make its way to the feed sooner or later, I'm sure. We can't leave without saying goodbye to Evan and Ella, nor can we leave before fulfilling our pledge to a certain special Indiegogo backer. If you're still listening, Jake, New Atlantis always pays its due. We're also thinking of doing a recorded cast party slash get-together, as well with whoever we can wrangle up from seasons one and two. I'm sure that leaves questions. Lots of them. The one that I'm asking myself is, where does this leave Neo Atlantis? And I'm not sure that I have an answer for that. At least yet. I think I'm going to take some time. And Apocalypse Season 2 is on the horizon, and then we have a new show, Scarlet, launching next year. That one's going to be a big one. If you're a fan of flicks like Constantine or other modern dark fantasy works that bring myth into our world, you're going to love this one. Then after that, I don't know. There are, at least I feel, still stories to tell in this world. I hope you'll be there to join us when we do. 
when the day comes again for us to look to the sea. This is a long outro, I know. This show was always a very ambitious project to attempt on little to no budget, aiming to make a cinematic experience in audio drama with the wild plot and twists and turns of a heavy noir-style cyberpunk story, music filling every moment, and special effects that properly bring you into this world. I've definitely put more time and money into this thing than I'll ever see back, even with the generous donations of our patrons and crowdfunding backers. More so, it absolutely wouldn't have been possible without our cast members giving so much for so very little. So let's roll the credits one final time. See if I can manage this in a single take. You're soon going to understand if you don't know already the size of this production, especially in a world of under-budgeted indie content. Let's start this in a rough order of appearance then. The duo of Evan and Ella were played by Travis Story and Madeline Doro. Our dear Just Johnny was played by the one and only Abigail Turner. Alexander Dottie provided the voice of the stalwart Nick Ballard. And Aubrey Poppleton voiced Tucker Castile, the perhaps a little too ambitious gunrunner. Amy Newark was the voice of Johnny's dearly departed mother, Olivia, while Luke Alfonso provided the voice of the very haunted Whalen. Bianca Skinner brought fire-made flesh into New Atlantis as Derby Bell. I was, of course, the voice of Revic, and I'm going to take this moment to thank the indomitable Dan Bowd for taking the huge job of narrating the show so that I didn't have to be the voice of Neo Atlantis. Veronica Pierce voiced the newly born clone of Estella Morgan. And then finally joining our team for Undertow, Molly Zhang ran the Yokuza as Lin Fang Mien. The siren Alex Webb found her voice through Jordan Cobb. Andrew Indri was played by A.R. Olivieri, and then later, in episodes 7 and 8, by John Patnote. The voice of Kraken, the executor, was voiced by Ryan Hoyle. James Holyoke acted as Dark Fathom's lead hand, Martin Angle, in service to its rebel heart, Jillian Hart, who was played by Sarah Ruth Thomas. But that's not all. I'd like to again thank our special guest for the transition series, Sarah Ray Werner as Alice and Amanda Hufford as Lucy DeVille. We'd like to thank our editors and script readers, Jupiter Sanders and my incredible wife who wishes not to be credited by name. Coming onto the production team and taking some weight off my shoulders while bringing our show to new heights were the incredible talents of Chris Henry on sound design for season two and Amanda Hufford as our director. All of these people helped to make the story what it is, taking far less compensation than their talents deserved. Cybernautica was written and created by me, Damien Sidlow, and was the IP that kicked Red Fathom Entertainment off, starting us on the path of creating original audio drama to, we hope at least, make your life a little better. Though Cybernautica is being put on the shelf for a while, we hope that you enjoy our other offerings enough to consider supporting what we do at www.patreon.com slash redfathom. A few bucks a month means that we get to keep making these shows as well as seeing that our talents get paid. And we'll maybe one day support the return of Cybernautica as well. 
you can of course find our merch and other ways of supporting us along with transcripts for all of our work at www.redfathom.com last but not least we would like to thank our patreon backers throughout the years as well as those who gave during our indiegogo campaign for season two I'd like to take the chance to mention again, if you did give to that Indiegogo campaign and never got your physical rewards, it's probably due to the fact that that platform never properly collected your address. I still have a pile of envelopes stashed away with names on them, waiting for you to contact me. So if you think you were forgotten, Neo-Atlantis never forgets, and neither do I. So get in touch. Oh, this is hard as a creator to finish a project it's often bittersweet thank you for letting us tell this story until we meet again listener look to the sea The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. Hello! Contact Day is in but a few short months, which means it is time to begin preparations for the Bi-Decennial Festival. This year, we are celebrating every single one of you living in my beloved Windfall City. It is not our business to question the Queen's will. It is not our business to do anything but follow it. It is you and your loyalty that has laid the groundwork for this incredible utopian society that we seek for. Do you have any idea what's going on with us? It is the duty of each and every one of you to do everything you can to make the festival a success this year. Are you ready to speak kindly with me now, child? I have no doubt that this year will be one for the history books, and that will be due in no small part to the dedication of my adoring Windfall, a dystopian science fiction podcast from Rogue Dialogue.